This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I am so glad to be back with you for an all-new podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in and joining me for this conversation. So today, we are going to be talking about essential marriage mindsets. I'm so excited about this topic because I really believe that the making or breaking of your marriage is largely a function of your mindset. It's largely a function of the thoughts you have that you continue to repeat over and over again, which ultimately create your belief systems, the things that you know, understand, and believe to be true. Beliefs are just thoughts that you have thought over and over and over again to such a degree that they become ingrained in your mind. They become ingrained in everything you do and you see the world from your beliefs. You see the world through the lens of the things that you have chosen to believe. And beliefs and thoughts are in some ways I think we are conditioned and socialized to think and believe certain things. And then there are other times where we make an unconscious choice to do that. And so this podcast and all of the work that I do is really about becoming aware of your thoughts, becoming aware of your beliefs and how your belief system influences how you feel, the emotions you carry, and how all of that leads to a particular set of actions. And your actions are what produce your results. And so I want you to think about, again, where you are in your marriage. We will explore that a lot in our time together. And think about your current mindset. Think about your current thoughts about your husband on any given day. What are you thinking? What do you think about that man? What do you tell yourself about that man? And how does that series of thoughts, how does that belief system play into how you feel about him? So if I were to ask you, like, how do you feel about your marriage right now? what would your answer be? And depending on what you say, I'm pretty sure that you can trace that emotion, that feeling back to your level of thoughts, your level of thinking and your mindset. So for example, if I were to ask you, you know, how do you feel about your marriage right now? If you were to say, 
great. I feel great about my marriage. If we were to rewind the tape in your mind, I can guarantee you that the things you tell yourself about your husband, the things you tell yourself about the interactions between you, and the things you tell yourself about yourself in your marriage would be positive, right? Like, my husband loves me. We spend so much time together. We have um, great conversations. I trust him. I can rely on him, right? He respects me. He loves me. He makes me feel beautiful and special and amazing. Those are the thoughts that lead to someone feeling great about their marriage. And when you feel great about your marriage, you take great actions in your marriage, right? If you're feeling great about your marriage, then of course, you're going to be happy to see your husband when he walks in the door. If you're feeling great about your marriage, of course, you are going to seek out ways to be an exceptional and amazing wife. It's your pleasure to do those things when you feel great about your marriage. But on the other hand, if your answer to the question, how do you feel about your marriage was, mm, right? That's not even a word, but I know. <laughs> I know some of you feel that way. Or if your answer is, I don't feel great about my marriage. I feel frustrated. I feel annoyed. I feel disconnected. Then if we were to rewind the tape and look at the thoughts in your mind, I guarantee you again that they're probably negative. That you feel like your husband doesn't really care that he is not making you a priority, that there's so many things he needs to change about the way he is being, that he's not really showing up as the person that you want him to, and that you're unhappy with him, that you probably don't even like him very much. You're annoyed with him. You're frustrated with him. He is a constant source of disappointment in your life. And so when you feel that way, right, not happy in your marriage, then your actions are naturally going to create more of that, more unhappiness, more frustration, more disappointment, because that's what you're seeing. And that's who you're being in the marriage as someone who was unhappy. And so because the way you think and because your belief system and because your mindset is so important to the ultimate success of your marriage. I want to really go into this topic today. A lot of times people feel like happy marriages are, you know, the function of two people who are just very compatible, right? They're just very similar. And so their differences aren't really a big deal because they can compromise and they can figure it out and they're see the best in each other. And so it's easy for them. And I would argue that happy marriages are created when you adopt a certain set of thinking and beliefs and mindset. And so I wanted to share with you just five, like literally the list could go on and on and on. But I thought I would share with you the five that came to me that I really want to encourage you to focus on um, now, right? And so I'll share with you five and you... Again, like we always do, right? I don't want to overwhelm you, but I want you to pick the one that you know is the area where you could really use the greatest 
transformation where you could use the greatest shift. And I want that to be the mindset that you work on adopting for as long as it takes. Okay. So the first is the mindset of giving your husband the benefit of the doubt. And this is not always easy. Most of these are not always easy to do when you have a certain perception of him, when you have a certain interpretation and idea and assumption that you make about him. But being able to give your husband the benefit of the doubt means that you assume positive intent. That if he forgets something, if he doesn't follow through on something, that your first thought is not, see, I knew I shouldn't have asked you. I knew I shouldn't have trusted you to do this. But instead, your first thought is, oh man, I'm sure he would have liked to have come through for me. I'm sure he feels bad that he forgot about this really important thing that we talked about. And so giving the benefit of the doubt and assuming positive intent, one just changes you and how you respond to him, right? So if you're thinking, oh, yep, I knew it, you always disappoint me, then you're going to come with a negative attitude, you're going to be aggressive, you're going to be argumentative, you're going to be frustrated. Whereas if you just put yourself in your husband's shoes and assume that he wants to make you happy, if you assume that he wants to please you, if you assume that he wants to be a good and loving husband, if you assume that he wants to be a good and helpful partner, if you assume that he wants to be a present and engaged father, if that is your baseline assumption and you assume his positive intent, then any hiccup, any sidestep or backtracking or mistake he makes is seen through the eyes of love, right? Because you've already assumed he meant the best. But so many times we turn our husbands into our enemies. We think that he just wants to make us unhappy. We think that he wakes up asking the question, how can I frustrate this woman today? And that's just not true, right? We're making our husbands our enemy when he is many times our advocate and our cheerleader and the person who's sitting there trying to figure out what he's doing wrong that makes us so unhappy. And so I really want to encourage you to just adopt the mindset of giving him the benefit of the doubt. A simple example, even in my own life, is, you know, from time to time, my husband will go to the grocery store and typically there's certain things that we always get that are just like the things we always get. And so there are times, however, well, he'll come home with like a variation, <laughs> like a variation of what we normally get. And, you know, because I have learned to practice giving him the benefit of the doubt, what I tell myself when it's not what we normally get, I tell myself like, oh, I'm sure there's a good reason for this. I'm sure he had some rationale that made sense in his mind why he got 
you know, the generic brand of the crackers rather than the Ritz, right? This is just a silly example, but you get my point, right? And so it's not coming from a place of like, why did he get that? Why didn't you get what we normally get, right? And so I've come to assume the best and know that like, well, maybe the store was out of the particular brand that we get, or maybe this one was on sale, or maybe he wanted to be adventurous and try something different. That's not my husband. That's more me than him. But again, you get my point. And so I tell myself like, there must be a good reason for this. Like he's not here to like frustrate, frustrate me and not do the things that he knows I would like him to do. So I encourage you to think the same way. How can you begin to give your husband the benefit of the doubt on purpose? Because your mind with its negative orientation, and all of us have a negative orientation. I'm not just saying you in particular, but our minds in general, our brains of the human species have a negativity bias. And so when he does something that's out of character or out of pocket or out of what you want him to be doing, our minds will automatically tell us like, oh, see, yep, there he is, messing up again. But you have to be intentional about giving him the benefit of the doubt on purpose. Got it? That's number one. Number two is a mindset of appreciation and noticing the good. So again, because we have this negativity bias, and I love the example of, right, like you walk into the house, <laughs> and there's seven things wrong and maybe one thing right. What do you point out to him? I just want you to be honest. Like, what is it that you point out to him? Do you focus in on the one thing that he did right or the one thing that's going well? Or do you instantly go to all the other things that are going wrong? And so having a mindset of appreciation means that you always, always, always look first at what is right, what is good, what is admirable, what is excellent, what is lovely, what is worthy of praise, right? That's that Philippians 4 and 8. You want to train yourself. You want to become expert at finding the good, finding something to appreciate about him, either his character, his personality, the things he does. Look there first, right? Seek ye first things to appreciate. <laughs> so it's so important that you do that. And I would encourage you to stretch yourself to look for the good and to um, have a mindset of appreciation to such a degree that it actually diminishes the things that are not going well. It actually diminishes his character flaws. I want you to magnify all those things that you have to appreciate about him. Magnify them and look for them with like a microscope. And sometimes that may be what you have to do, that maybe he is making so many mistakes or every single day it seems like he's coming up short in some way that your mind will tell you there is nothing good to appreciate right now. Do not believe that lie. Do not believe it. Do not believe it. It is not the truth. 
But in your mind, you've created this story and this image and this perception of him that is so cloudy, that is so foggy, that is so dirty with wrong thinking. And so if you commit to adopting a mindset of appreciation, I promise you that over time, you will find more things to appreciate. We all operate best under positive reinforcement. And so the more you say thank you, the more you say I appreciate when you did this, the more you um, acknowledge and notice what's good about him, the more good there will be to acknowledge because he wants to please you. He wants to make you happy. He wants to be in your good graces. So that's number two, a mindset of appreciation. The third mindset is the mindset of grace. And grace is basically when you offer or give something that's really not deserved. And so many times when it comes to marriage, I think we as women determine how nice we are to our husbands, how loving we are to our husbands based on how much we think they deserve it, right? Like it's so tit for tat. We can be so petty sometimes and we withhold things because we feel like he doesn't deserve it. Like, no, I'm not going to go out of my way and do that for him because he didn't do that for me. Right. I don't care what he needs right now because I need X, Y and Z and he didn't do that for me. And I want to encourage you to be more like Christ and to extend grace, to have a mindset of grace, to position yourself to being such an exceptional wife that in your husband's mind, all he can say is, I don't deserve her, man. This woman is amazing and I don't deserve her. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being so full of grace, so full of love, so full of kindness and compassion and forgiveness that your husband is in total awe of you? Man, I don't deserve her. I want you to feel that. Like, I want you to feel that in your heart that you rise up so high. You soar above all that's in your flesh that wants you to be petty, all that's in your flesh that wants you to be upset and angry and frustrated, that you soar above that on the plane of God, on the plane of your spirit, and you consciously choose to give that man grace that he does not deserve. We all want that, right? That is what has been given to us by God. How many days does God look upon us from heaven and bless us beyond what we deserve? Because we fall short Every single day, every single day, I'm sure we do something where we miss the mark that God has set for us. And so we gladly receive his grace. We are so grateful for his grace. And the grace that we get from him motivates us. It inspires us. It compels us to be 
better, to do better. That same principle, that same energy, that same um, way of operating can happen in your marriage. When you extend grace to your husband at such a high level, he will look at you and be like, what can I now do to be worthy of this godly, amazing woman that I have. She is a gift to me. How can I rise up to be my best for her? That is what will move your husband to change. Not the criticism, not the withdrawal, not the snide remarks, not the anger, not the arguments, but your grace. Your grace will move him. And so commit yourself to having a mindset of grace where you give to him what he does not deserve. Number four, mindset number four is the mindset of letting go. Letting go. What is it that you need to let go of? What is it that your husband has done? What is it that your husband has said that you're holding on to tightly? What is it that you're still attached to that has happened in your past? That's creating a block. That's creating an obstacle. That's creating a hindrance to the flow of love between you. What is it? And why do you choose to hold on to it? What is it that you need to release it? To release the resentment, to release the pain, to release the hurt feelings. What is it that you need? What is it that you think will make you feel better? Whatever it is, I want you to know It's not the answer. It's not. The past is the past. And the only way that it continues to hurt you, the only way that it continues to bring you down is by your thinking, your bringing it to your awareness, and your bringing it to your present moment. And so this may require that instead of looking for your husband to do something to correct it, that you just place it on the altar of God, that you turn it over to God, that you ask him to heal you, you ask him to help you release the resentment, you ask him to fill that place in your heart that is hurting, but you have got to let it go. You cannot carry it anymore. And so you have to have the mindset. You have to consciously choose thoughts. You have to adopt a belief system where it is safer and better and serves you more to let it go. What would happen if you did? Imagine, imagine if that thing you have been holding on to was no longer an issue. Imagine if you were completely and totally free of it. Who would you be? 
How would you show up? How would you feel if that thing was really gone? It's possible. It's possible, but you first have to adopt the mindset that you will let it go. You have to consciously choose to release the resentment. You see how it's hurting you. You see how it doesn't serve you. You see how it's holding you back from where it is you're trying to go. So put it down. Just put it down and move forward. The fifth mindset is the mindset of self-improvement. What are the areas that you just need to do better in for you? If you have the mindset of self-improvement, what happens is you take the focus off of all that your husband is doing wrong and you put it squarely on you. At the time of this recording, it is still very early in the year. And I want you to think about the goals you have for yourself. And I want you to think about the goals you have for yourself in terms of your character. Not necessarily those outside external things of, you know, I want to save X amount of dollars or I want to get a promotion at work or I want to lose 20 pounds. Those are good goals and you should absolutely keep those if you have them. But I want you to think about a goal related to your character. What is a part of your personality that you want to improve? For me, I have three and they are written on note cards around my house. It is to be more patient, more compassionate, and more forgiving. That is my self-improvement plan and it's all encompassed by the umbrella of just being more like Christ, right? God is our model for how we should be in our innermost being. The essence of who we are should be more like Christ, more godly, more like love, right? And we know that love is patient and love is kind, and it doesn't envy, and it's not boastful, and it's not proud, and it doesn't dishonor others, and it's not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. It doesn't keep track of all that's going wrong. It doesn't look for the worst, but it rejoices in the truth, right? So what is it that you need to work on within your character? within the qualities that you embody as a person? What are three words you want to accurately describe who you are and who you are being all of the time? That should be your goal. And it doesn't mean that you get it perfect, but it does mean that you're conscious to the fact of that is where you are going. And so having this mindset of self-improvement will not only improve your marriage, but it'll just improve you as a person. And when you are better, everything else about your life is better as well. And so the five essential marriage mindsets I encourage you to adopt and to focus on 
Just pick one. Benefit of the doubt. Appreciation and noticing the good. Grace. Letting go. And self-improvement. So I would love to know how this episode has impacted you, what you are taking away, which mindset you are getting to work on this year. So please drop a comment. Please let me know what your takeaways are, how you are enjoying the podcast so far. And if you have found it beneficial or valuable in any way, why not share it with a friend? I love the new year where it's just a clean slate an open door to a world of possibilities, a world of new thinking, new belief systems, new mindsets. And so that is what we are going to be focusing on, how to transform our life by renewing our mind. I'm so glad to have been with you to share this content today. I hope that it has been incredibly valuable for you. And more than that, that you will actually take action and get to work to adopting one of these mindsets. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week for a new episode. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now, I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.